Welcome to We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast, where we are a boundary-free zone. Man, and where everything goes. When I say everything, I really mean everything. Everything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything. <laughs> but look, for real, y'all, let me be completely honest. One thing I hate is when another person feel like they're better than the next. I mean, we all still ain't got our shit together nowadays. Plus, life is about constant elevation. And without it, we're dead. And that's why our podcast is called We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together. For real. All right, welcome back to another episode of We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast. You know the man gave mindset. And I'm Anoila here bringing that female energy sprinkled with a little sad. Yeah. Yeah. So you already know me. I'm your boy, John Wayne Willis Jr. You know, it's your boy, KJ. I always got to keep me a bang. Well, you know, I love a bang. You know, <laughs> 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 and yeah. I'm Anoila Cook, you know, making sure everybody stay on task today. I like that. Appreciate yes. it. So today's <laughs> episode, y'all, is going to be how to have an uncomfortable conversation with friends and family. Dun, dun, dun. I just got to start off with a with a quick, you know, one of those woosah moments when we think about that shit. <laughs> <sighs> so I guess for me, the first question is going to be. Is it uncomfortable for either of you to have conversations with close friends and family? I think we got. I think we have to 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 have that distinction because if they're not close, then it don't matter. You feel me? It don't matter, right? Well, right. for me personally, it's easier for me to have an uncomfortable conversation with my friends than it is with my family. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because with my friends, you know, my expectation of. You know, I'm not tolerating no bullshit, and you should expect the same thing from me. But when it comes down to family, they feel they, they feel entitled. A lot of family members feel entitled when it comes to dealing with other family members, especially if you were if you're in your twenties or thirties and they're in their forties or fifties. It puts you in a position to where it is you have to be firm but be respectful. And it's a thin line right there, just because you need them to know. I'm not tolerating this shit. And family members can get sensitive when it comes to that shit. So, you know, it's a little thin line with that one. Go ahead, Manuela. Let me know how you feel about you. Yeah, definitely. I agree with Corey. It's not, it's never going to be easy when you have to have serious conversations with your family. Because like he said, their expectations that they have on you in general as a blood relative it's going to be there. Like anything touchy, they're going to expect you to act a certain way, talk a certain way, look a certain way. But when it comes to your friends, you can be yourself and you can actually like have that, those hard conversations easier with them than your family. I mean, I've had the experience recently and it was, it wasn't going to be an easy one because it it, it just wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the conversation was had. And so, yeah. Now I'm living my life the way I want to live my life. <laughs> As a grown-ass woman. Yes, exactly. You're so silly. I can relate, though. I can relate, like, you know, because 
All right, so my dad was big Corey. I'm little Corey. My son is baby Corey. I'm 6'4", 260. Everybody still called me little Corey, but I'm like, all right, bro, I understand. It, 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 it's a name thing. But we're going to get this line of respect point blank here because you can't talk to me any kind of way. You can't say, Corey, go sit your ass down. I'm a grown-ass motherfucking man. I have my own house, my own bills, take care of my own shit. There's nothing that you do that's different from me. So I feel like I can relate to that a little, mm. little more than most people when it comes but to feminists. I think it's interesting because um, for me, it's about learning how to dial it back when it comes to family members. Because I'm very... I'm not gonna say it's, I guess I guess the point would be forward, right? I'm forward when I when I have something on my mind to talk about. What conversation? He <laughs> <you> said what? <laughs> what confrontational? Yes, you are. Uh, I, I would use the term forward, right? You know, <laughs> forward. So, so for me, it, it's interesting when I'm talking to family. I think the only family I have an issue with having uncomfortable conversations with will be my parents. But it's sometimes because I care how they feel. And so it's like, if I go in and you're going to feel hurt, ah, I just hurt y'all. But at the same time, it's like, I understand what Corey's saying that you, at some point you have to have that level of conversation where, Hey, you know, this is no longer going to fly. This is my house. You need to respect it a certain way. My opinions need to be respected a certain way. I mean, I'm grown, married, and with children, right? And right. so that that's a conversation that a lot of people find it hard to have. With friends, um, I've never had an issue having a tough convo with them. I mean, outside of probably like my wife early on. Like, it was tough with them because I think there's only two women in my life that can like send me from here to here quickly. And that's her and my mother. But other than that, like, I mean, I think the uncomfortable conversation with family is interesting. I asked the question, though, when do you or where do you guys think it stems from? Right. Like that uncomfortable feeling when it comes with them. Where do you think it stems from? And I'm going to start with you, Manuela. I think it just stems from just I me mean, as far as with family. The yeah, family or friends. I mean, well, with family, I think it just stems from the fact that people watched you grown up, grow up, you know, yeah. and you always had to have that level of, I'm going to say, respect when it came to your elders, you know. And so and even with your cousins, when you're growing up with them, they expect you to act a certain way, be a certain way with them because we've watched you grow up, you know, we've grown up together. And so <laughs> there are certain things you can or cannot say that's taboo. Um, but for me, I've always been a person to speak my mind and how I feel. If I'm not comfortable or happy with something, I'm going to let you know. Mm. If what you said was out of pocket, I'm going to let you know it was out of pocket. But I will say it in a respectful way. I'm no way a disrespectful person. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I'm trying to figure out how you say some, some things just cannot come out. Not no, I mean, when I, when I say not disrespectful, I mean, like, as far as your tone, the way you carry yourself in a conversation. You know, there's a way that you carry yourself and the way that you say certain things to avoid certain conflict but if it's a hard thing to say i mean you can say it the nicest way you can say it but it's still going to be a hard thing to say and a hard yeah. thing to accept you know but when it comes to friends i've never experienced like you said i've never experienced any confrontation with friends um 
I've always seemed to have a good, had a good, I guess, handle when it came to my friends. So it never got to a point where I had to have that conversation with them. Mm. So, yeah. What about you, Corey? So to be honest with you, it seems like I got two sides of me. Well, probably three when it comes down to it, because one, if you do something and it irritates me real bad, I just won't say nothing. You won't hear from me. You won't see from me. I'll go ghost. I'm stepping there's no point in me even stressing myself on that. Other one where is if you go too far, I'm going to cut your ass, slap the fuck out, and I don't care who you is. I'm going to let you know how I feel, what I feel about it. But um, to answer your question, though, when what do you mean, where does it stem from to, to, to you know, have that uncomfortable conversation? Are you saying is it... But explain real quick. All right. So I think for me, I look at the minority family, like I take myself for instance. The hard part of talking to my father has always been everything, even to this point now, I'm a father. But when it comes to him, like the only thing I hear in the back of my head is I'm your father, I'm not your friend, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm not saying that as a parent, you need to be lovey-dovey, you're not the rod, you're not the, the disciplinarian or whatever. But there has to be a level of creating comfortability to have Mm. conversation, right? And I think for a lot of minority parents, at least for me, I ask where it stems from. I know where it stems from for me, right? And that's where it comes from for me. Like, so I, I, as I grew up, I'm like, yo, if we're not friends, well, what I got to talk to you about for? Like, why am I going to bring something that's bothering me to you? when we've never had an understanding conversation, like, if that makes sense, right? Like yeah. We just expect to be able to turn the shit on when you hit a certain age of manhood. Nah, nigga. Oh, excuse me. Or nah, bro. Like, this is how you still feel Why you about say excuse me? Huh? Why you say excuse me? Because I'm trying not to use that vernacular anymore. So uh, good, good for you. Good. Yeah, I'm trying good. not to use the vernacular anymore. <laughs> But what I mean by saying that is, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm a grown man right now. And you might be an older grown man, but you still talk to me as if me and you can tussle. And we can't. Because if we do, you would be obliterated. But at the same time, like, you got to you gotta figure out how how do you swing or pivot that? And how how do you learn to address and deal with that? Like, I mean... It's not something that was readily taught to me outside of, you know, dealing with people that are closest to you. And, you know, the people that are closest to you know how to push the buttons the right way. So, mm-hmm. you know, our elders in our community, they're they going to say some stuff just because they know they're going to get a rise out of Corey or it's going to make Corey shut down or it's going to make Corey turn up and be like, oh, but I'm your elder type stuff. So I think that is I think it's interesting. And that's that. Go ahead. What I usually do is um, either I pull them to, to the side, you walk away from everybody else, might have a drink, and say what's on your mind. And I'm gonna say what's on mine. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you, hey, I'm gonna let you say whatever you got to say, and I'm gonna listen. But when but when I speak, I need that same respect. I need you to understand. Cool. And then we go we go from there. And the reason why is because that, that gives me the breathing room to be like, look. I don't agree with this. I don't feel this. I don't feel that. Or you can broaden your vocabulary. Say say some big words where 
We don't understand it, but you get out what you Corey about there saying, I don't have time to quibble with you today. So yeah. you don't listen to what I gotta say. <laughs> there will be no back and forth here. Yeah, most definitely. So it's just it's, to solve most situations like that, you pull them away from everybody. Cause they don't have no room to to feel embarrassed or to feel they have to show Probably, who, yeah. who, who the dominant one when it's you just you and that person, male or female. I would ask, how how do y'all think you're ensuring for the next generation? Because I'm your friend and your father, most definitely. I was gonna ask, like, do, do yeah. you find that like a struggle ensuring it for the next generation? Like, kind of women can kind of have that battle as they grow up in the household. Um, guys definitely have it, like, they call it smelling yourself, you know, when you get to that point of manhood, like, you feeling yourself, I feel like I'm this, I'm that, I'm ready to do my own thing, I ain't got to listen to you type deal. So my question is, how, how, do, how do you think we 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 turn that, that tides of, you know, we're all parents, but how do you think we turn the tides, you know, going forward to be able to have the uncomfortable conversation be available? Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's a good question because me and my husband recently had a disagreement on how we're raising our children, right? Mm-hmm. And I explained to him that there were things that I was missing growing up as a child. I went through a lot mentally as a child. And I don't want to put that same burden or heartache on my children. So what I was missing, I want to give to them because children need it. And that's that, that, that love, that friendship that our parents, were, my parents didn't give me. You see what I'm saying? And so when it comes to my son and my daughters, I feel like it's needed because if we're going to have the mentality of I'm your father and I'm not your friend, this and that, it's going to, they're going to grow up and be like, I'm not going to you by anything. I'm just going to go to mom and talk to mom about everything that's happening. And I think it should be an even playing field when it comes to our kids being able to talk to both of their parents. I think it's very, very important. Like I want to know when my child is going through something mentally, I need to know that. I need to know that my son is dealing with X, Y, and Z. You see what I'm saying? Like, I need to know those things. And I think it's okay to be have that friendship with your children. It's not, I don't think it's, I don't think we should put that, that, um, that boundary there when it comes to them, because one, we're the one that ra- we're raising them. And we need to know those things. We need to know when they're, um, when they're feeling a certain way, because we're supposed to be those ones to um, help nourish them. They shouldn't have to go outside of us to get those things. You know what I mean? Well, question, oh, yeah. do you think that, because mainly with a lot of traditional relationships, the woman puts the burden of the man to be the disciplinary when it comes to disciplining the kids. Don't you think that that would have to be split 50-50 then? Because if I'm technically the disciplinary all the time, I can never be their friend or give the option to be their friend because they're scared of me because I'm the one that disciplines them every time. Or you use the threat, hey, let, um, don't make me go tell your father. Yeah. If, 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 if that's the case, I feel like it needs to, the disciplinary part needs to be on both part, I mean, both parents. I totally agree. I totally agree. In my household, there's no one person disciplines, another one doesn't. <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense in my house. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, we both, we both saying, like, if you're wrong, you're wrong. We're both saying it. Like, don't come running mommy because you got told by daddy. What did daddy yeah. say? You see what I'm saying? What did you do wrong? You know, so there's no put all the pressure on dad to be disciplinary. 
Mom's got most of the pressure anyway of being a bad guy. Dad's like to have fun with the kids. So, I mean, but I think having a an even playing field <laughs> is very healthy for both parents and children. <laughs> I think, I think Less for conflict. me, I think, I think something that, that'll be interesting going forward is, is how we look at what discipline is, right? So we got a saying in my house, you can never get in trouble for the truth, right? But you have to face your consequences for the truth. Okay. 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 So, so what I mean by that to her is like, I'm I'm big on having the breakdown of conversation based on that fact where, at, if at two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like really before she hits that puberty range, we really create that that barrier mm. of tough discussion that doesn't change me. And it doesn't change her. Um, I, I, I hope and pray that in the future it creates that barrier in which, when she's dealing with things that are, are even more, you know, mentally anguished and, and things like that, she's okay with having those tough conversations with her parents and realizing that the love is still there. I can't get in trouble with my parents for telling the truth, you know, if some shit went down or something like that. And you know, I have that availability. But I do find it tough, though, sometimes, right? Because you find yourself in that middle point where it's like, yo, you know you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. But let's have a conversation. Let's talk about it. Let's let's really be there. Let's figure out why yeah. you decided to do that. But I find, I, mean, I find it tough because, for me, I revert back, you know, to what you went through, what you were taught sometimes. Right. And you find yourself in a struggle at points, you know, really trying to figure out, how how to use, you know, a new way of trying to 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 look at discipline. So, like the other thing we say is that mistakes are allowed, right? M- mistakes help you grow. Mistakes are teachable mm-hmm. moments, right? So, how can we rethink the process of all of the conversations? And I think for me, what I'll end off with is, as a parent, my daughter can't um, embarrass me. She can only embarrass herself. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing I tell myself constantly as a parent that I don't want to ever feel like she's embarrassing me versus she's embarrassing herself, right? So that you can come to me. You can still find me as a safe haven. You can still be that. Like, I'm not going to sit there like, you know, oh, my God, your kid at 17 got so- caught smoking weed or found out that a kid got pregnant or you found out, you know, that they got harassed by the police and now everybody talking shit right and then it's like you can't even talk to your parents about what's going on because your parents are like how like how could you do this to me like are usually some of the first responses that you get and it's like i didn't do shit to you right (laughs) i did it to myself or i put myself in the situation and i Mm -hmm. find like that's interesting going forward and to well, say if we can kind of like mesh with that, we might be able to find something different. Go ahead. I'm mean, split with you with that one. Now, I mean, the reason why I say that is because if my daughter becomes a porn star, yes, you is there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't think you was going there, bro. Lawrence <laughs> Fishburne. <laughs> I just about to say Lawrence Fishburne. Like, I'm just be I'm just being honest with you. I, I'm embarrassed. Um Humiliated the whole nine yards. Obviously, I didn't give you what you were looking for as a child and as a teen. Me and I didn't help you 
I didn't help what, you stop what, to be the best person you are. The best what person. What if that's not true? What if that's not true? What if she wanted to just fuck for money? Yeah, she just was horny all the time. She wanted to fuck for money. That ain't got shit to do with you. That's why I didn't teach you cores and values. Dog. Okay, fair. so the thing is this, right? I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I, 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 I get your point, right? Not your body, sexually. Huh? Value-wise, you shouldn't value yourself sexually. Yeah, like, oh, okay. Damn, I can so fuck this and make money. So, time out, time out. Tama, I think, I think, I think, I think for me, I get what you're saying, right, Corey? I do not disagree that it wouldn't make me feel some type of way if my daughter became a porn star, right? But what I'm also saying is if she did, it wouldn't change the fact that I love you. It wouldn't change the fact that you can't come and talk to me. Now, we're not going to sit here and have a full conversation about how your work day went. Yeah, like, I, I don't. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that. But like, if you got some shit, if you need to come, if you need to come crash on dad and mom's couch or do whatever, if you still got your old room, like that's there. Like people yeah. will disown their kids based on the facts of choices, right? Yeah, people like mine did. Huh? Yeah. Like, I've got disowned seriously over <laughs> so like, over disagreements. <laughs> like I'm saying, seriously. like it's crazy. And so, like, don't get me wrong, right? I'm not saying that you that you're not allowed to have feelings, right? Mm-hmm. But what I am also telling you is, their choice is their choice, and sometimes it ain't got shit to do with you. You so can my do the choice, best my choice. So that means we don't need to have a conversation. Yeah, I love you. You can sleep on the couch, but we ain't got shit to talk about. We don't ever, <laughs> ever. No. ever. But this is the, this is my thing. This is my thing. I don't understand, especially when it comes to parents and relationships between their children. Why there has to be animosity? If we can, if we're able, if, yes, you do something wrong, right? We should be yeah. able to talk about it, especially if you're an adult. Let's talk about it like adults. Why does there have to be this underlying animosity from your end when your child is expressing to you what they're feeling? It has nothing. I mean, it may have something to do with you, but at the same time, it may not. You know what I mean? It's still their world. It's still their experience. It's, it's selfish. It's very much so selfish. It's, selfish. it's not fair. I, I think it's so Look, funny. Like I'm man. not saying y'all are wrong. It <laughs> probably is selfish. But I'm Corey don't want his daughter to be a porn star. No, you just big for money. I refuse. Okay, time out, time out. So what if you find out Shorty was doing that like for dates and shit? What you mean? Is okay, so so my question is this. <laughs> Would it be? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You gonna you gonna keep it a buck, right? I'm gonna keep it a thousand. You are a person that's in the community and where you are. You're a part of car clubs. You're a part of people that do sports stuff. When your daughter gets older, there's not much she can do in this area that we live in that might not get back to your ears, right? So guess what? Hold on, let me finish. Okay, might not get back to your ears, right? So we'll say she wasn't being a porn star, but she was going out on dates with niggas and, and doing all kinds of stuff and they paying her. But it's not it's not online, it's not on video, it's not on none of that. Are you still gonna disown her in the same concept? Or or is it that the career choice fucking sucks to you? So two things. Career choice, yes, absolutely. And you technically doing the same thing. You text. You technically being a prostitute. You technically <laughs> sucking dick for money. Now I understand if you're in a relationship, you do whatever you got to do to make your man happy, whatever. I don't give a fuck. But once you start taking 
sexual fantasies for money, that puts you in a whole different category. Because now I said, okay, me and you are both men. Now we've been out the game a minute, right? We've been out the game a minute. Mm-hmm. But I, I know for a fact you got women that be like, oh yeah, I'm smashing old buddy. I need $70 this week. I need I need 120 this week. I need this. Now it may not be on some like, oh baby, because you did this with me, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay you, I'm gonna break you off. But the concept goes in different ways. You know yeah. what's up. Because if true. your homie came to you and be like, yo, man, I've been messing with Shorty for a minute. She's asking for some bread. You'd be like, drop her. Depends. 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 On what? How she asked? No, 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 no. Nah, nah, nah. So it depends on for me is I, if you were smashing her for a minute, she only asked you for bread this one time. That means either it's a steady emergency or y'all really going hard and you just in denial. Fuck with her like she's trying to fuck with you. Period. Now, what what if what if what if what if she to jump off and she asked you for bread? I know that's a whole different story. You know what I mean? Fuck is you asking me for bread and you know you to jump off. You know you to smash like five of my homies. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got five other people to ask before me. You you the main, right? <laughs> nah. <laughs> But no, nah, I mean, I still think for me at the end of the day, like, like even when you take Lawrence Fishburne and his daughter, right? Which he disowned her in the whole like, night. Like, to me, that to me that was that's unfortunate. I was just like, bro, like that's trippy, right? It's only because you feel like it looks bad on you. So I think a lot of times, um, Manuela touched on it, and you know, I call it selfishness, right? Parents care more about what other people feel about them or themselves than you know the kid, right? And I, I mean, it doesn't have to be- what made him disown her. She put, of, of course, her first response was BS. Her second one was more of she didn't get that love she needed from him or whatever. Yeah. So that second response, I felt like it was a little more validated. But that made it to where it is, okay, if you feel like you didn't give that love, that means that he wasn't there. That means he was providing. But the first one was... My parents divorced when I was one years old, so this is what made me turn into a porn star. I think, I think, I think, I think it's a lot more than that. I think, I think, I think it's a lot more than that. I think, I think what what we can't literally look at responses and be like, "This is it," right? Especially when things are deeper than that. Kids go through divorce harder, some harder, some some less, um, depending on if he's in if he's in the in the photos. For for Matrix Reloaded and all that shit with a whole nother family and you and you and you the family that that you know he don't care about. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on with that. So mm-hmm. I don't want to speculate into their their relationship, if that makes sense. Because okay. a lot it's harder for a lot of people to really understand how deep a relationship runs outside of what you see on the surface. It's like mm-hmm. social media. People only mm-hmm. let you in so far, let you see so much based on that. But yeah, I can see. Well, I can go off of the responses, this and that, but at the same time, I would just um, be wary of looking into to the status of how people really feel. Like we don't know how many times he didn't bang with her in general, or she might have asked him to come to a, a kids play, and he was like, "Well, I can't because I got to do something with this other family over here or whatever." Like, there's a lot to it that we just don't know. 
So I, I think it's hard to speculate about that. But I definitely agree. I mean, and to me, sometimes I even go as far as it's hard to have uncomfortable conversations with with family due to guilt. What do y'all think about that? Like, like the guilt trip. Um, yeah, I don't know about that one. Shoot, you don't know about that one. I felt like for mm-hmm. me, I've experienced that based on like the fact where like it, even if you're having a conversation about your growth in life, right? And mm-hmm. so, like, I could take me and my mother for instance. For instance, we've had conversations about my growth in the last five years, right? Like, just as a human being, and thinking about like, yo. These are some things that I want to talk to people about. These are things that I'm interested in teaching. And she'll be like, oh, I didn't give you that as a child. I feel like a failure as a mother, right? (laughs) So now versus having a great conversation, it turns into a guilt trip, right? Mm. So, and and it's not a bad thing because I think for her, it's just like, oh man, like, you know, if I feel a certain way, how do you forgive yourself? How do I know that my son's okay? Okay. My son ain't been in no issue with the law. My son is is not out here, you know, being a menace to society or whatever. But he's able to be, you know, somebody that's contributing, somebody that's trying to make a difference, somebody that's doing all this. And it's amazing on what he's learned and how do you have that self-reflection. But I felt like sometimes for me, I find guilt. And it may not be my guilt, but their guilt as a hard reason to have a conversation. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced that. Well, yeah, um, definitely, but mine was on a, a more of a different kind. Like, mine was hard conversation with guilt and death. Okay. Meaning, pops passed, and me and mom haven't had that uncomfortable conversation yet mm-hmm. because I know it's such a sensitive topic. topic. Yeah, most definitely. So, I understand completely what you mean about it. Go ahead, mom. Uh, yeah. Um... I guess when I talk with my dad, like my dad, we don't have a relationship, right? My dad. Yeah. But um, when I do go visit my family, I'll stop to see him, right? And mm-hmm. so it's like when I do talk to him on the phone, it's always guilt on his end. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's constant, constant guilt. Like, I'm so sorry I wasn't there. I'm so sorry just to your mom. I'm so sorry this and that. And it's like we can't have a normal conversation ever because of that guilt that's just there. It's like, how about you just ask me how my day was? Like, you tell me how much you are sorry that you ain't with my mom no more. You know, <laughs> like that is it's kind of it, it's been like that for years, and it's like he's living with that guilt, so it makes it very uncomfortable to like have that conversation have, with him. Yeah, to have that conversation because it's like I mean, no, I mean I told him before like you don't have to like it's been. Decades. Yeah. yeah, you ain't got to feel bad about this anymore. Yeah. You don't got to feel bad about this anymore. There's, and I tell I'm him, okay. like, I'm at, yeah, I tell him the way I view it, like, people make mistakes, move on. That's just how yeah. I view people in life in general. And I know it, it bothers my mom that I'm like that, but it just it is what it is. And so I tell him, like, I have no animosity against you. It is what yeah. it is. It's what's happening. This is where I am now. You see what I'm saying? And it's still, mm-hmm. like, continuously. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's his, own, that's his own journey, I guess, his own issue. So, yeah, that was yeah. it. I mean, I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just find that it's funny because mm-hmm. we don't learn the value of, of having hard communication, right? I, I think that's right. a skill. 
that's learned over time and it's and it's not something that's necessarily given um regardless of how you think about just your natural order of life right some mm-hmm. people have the ability to deal with it like I, I remember Corey saying earlier that you know for him he's he's figured out how to address when something becomes difficult for him either he needs time he'll mm-hmm. he'll want to get you one-on-one let's have a conversation or mm-hmm. you know he has depending on on how on the level for his feeling of disrespect like i might just need to like you know give you a full break from me <laughs> like you know what i mean we're gonna put you over stage left we fit in the exit yeah and i'm fitting to cut the you know take the key out the lock like you ain't gonna better get across this right here but yeah. i think i think that it's healthy and unhealthy you know mm-hmm. at the same time of how we learn how to deal with the uncomfortable moments right yeah. and i think to me it happened, the uncomfortable moments happen too too often not to to want to understand how to best deal with it um just because I said that, I'm gonna talk to. I'm gonna start with you, Corey, and ask, "How are you able to to come up with how you how you decided to deal with the uncomfortable parts, dealing with those that are closer close to you?" Because I couldn't treat them the same way I would treat one of my friends. Mm. One of my friends, I'd be like, "You know what, bro? Let's go to the backyard real quick." <laughs> see me, see like, with the ones real quick, and let's handle yeah, this. Yeah. Like most definitely, we still gonna be bros. We gonna have a conversation after this. But I gotta get this off, and vice yeah. versa. But once I figured out, hey, I can't really have those type of conversations. Then I went to a point of me secluding myself to where mm-hmm. you know what I want to deal with none, none of y'all. After that time, I went past. That's when I was like, you know what? I feel like it's best if me and you have a personal talk. And once I seen how the personal talk went so well, <clears throat> I mainly started doing that with a lot of people. Like, let me seclude you so you don't feel no type of way. You can get yours off. I can get mine off. And that's how I learned how to deal with that when it comes towards my family. Ouch. All right. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I guess I'll jump in why I guess my will is talking on that side. But um, for me, I think I'm still learning how to deal with it. But like, there's only specific people that I have a problem with. And I think, I feel like for me, the, 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 the people that I'm specifying when I say, when I say that are the people that matter to me the most, right? Their opinion, their feelings, their well being matters. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I still haven't as a, as a grown adult, truly figured out how to have the uncomfortable conversations with them. Like I got one coming mm-hmm. up that I I know that I'm glad the person waited to tell me what went down. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they would have told me in a moment, I would have ruined an entire wonderful event. Yeah. <laughs> like, because like I said, I know that I'm one of those people that like to deal with things here and now. And then I think my way that I talked a little bit about earlier was expectation. Like, I expect you as an adult to be able to handle yourself better. Right. And then when you don't, I think for me, that pisses me off. That's why I said you can't have expectations. It's, and I know, but it's tough, right? 
it's 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 tough for the people that have been around you your whole life and what they taught you not to do the same shit that they taught you right Valid. it almost feels like you a hypocrite it almost feels like you a whole lot of other things that it makes it tough to 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 handle and deal with so like i said for me you know when it's regular people if it's friends if it's if it's people that are acquaintance my wife like we and her have had discussions on how to deal with the uncomfortable conversation that needs to happen right mm-hmm. but that was because i expected certain things and so did she so we were able to come together with our expectations when there was no issue and figure out how to to have the conversation of how to deal with each other during those time frames so of course, I, mean, I think do, do pops drink. You do, do nah. pops drink, so you don't drink like. Man, you want to say that out loud, bro? You, they don't need to know who we about to go talk to. They might have forgot that already, Corey. Oh my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. All I'm saying is find what he likes. Go to that event and just you, y'all have a adult conversation. Corey out here putting put family business on the street and shit. My bad. I apologize. I wasn't trying. That's just me talking too much, trying to help. Well, what do what do what do you think, Moeta? How do you feel about all that? Um, reiterate the question again. We kind of, um, yeah. I was asking Corey how how did he learn how to um, learn how to take his 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 steps to dealing with the uncomfortability right. with certain people, you know, via family or whatever. I'm a, okay, gotcha. I'm a person who's more I don't like confrontation. Yeah. So because I know that I'm a very honest person and I will tell you how I feel in a respectful way. <laughs> but for that reason, I tend to want to avoid confrontation. Yeah. So if you send me a text message that's kind of like off the wall, I will ignore it. Right? I'm kind of similar to um, to Corey, where I would like kind of like shut down and then like kind of go into my own little space just to clear my head to figure out what I'm going to how I'm doing the conversation and stuff like that. Um, but then when I have to deal with it, I just deal with it. Yeah. It, it, it there's no way around it. You're just going to have to deal with the conversation. <laughs> the conversation but, I mean, that to me, but to me, like that, and I'm saying for me, I feel like. That confessed there for so long that my blow up is going to be bigger for myself if I do it like that versus trying yeah, to like I mean, handle. If if that's what if that doesn't work for you, then I wouldn't expect you to handle your situations that way. For me, I don't blow up. I wouldn't blow up in that manner because I know that I have to take time away to like assess the situation. I will say something I shouldn't say if I jump right into the conversation or the confrontation. Without allowing really myself to gather my thoughts, you know what I'm saying? Like my question is this: At what point, as as human beings and individuals, is like finding the tactful way all the time to me just doesn't work. Like so many, but then again, like it has to work because so many people aren't readily available to deal with right. the 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 truth being thrown in their face. Like you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I think that that's definitely a a understandable concept. Um, ooh, <laughs> I mean, well, personally, if you're not that type of person, 
I don't think that it's not meant for you just because if you can't sit back and think about it and not get angrier over time, then that means it's not meant for you. So for I me think, and my whaler, we calmed yeah. down over over the time, over the course mm-hmm. of thinking about it. And yeah. so, so I think I think for me, because my 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 issue with uncomfortable conversation is very very specific people, <laughs> like it's specific people that it, it, it it's rough, and, and it's not saying that it's not love, right? I know it's love, but mm-hmm. not everybody is equipped to handle a candid, full blown, honest conversation like definitely not i just feel like that that's that's interesting i think for you guys thinking about another question as we get older mm-hmm. how do you feel like you'll be able to handle when your kids come to you with some stuff about you how do you feel like you're going to be able to handle those situations because it, it's gonna it's gonna happen it's gonna happen i think um i'm actually working on that right now because i believe in stopping the cycle yeah, You know, and it's like, if they did bring something up to me, I would want to have that conversation because I feel so like, when it comes to that and my children, I feel so, I can't find the word. I feel so, I have the need to want, you know, I have the need <laughs> to want to, I have the need to want to have those conversations and understand them. You know what I mean? Because I'm, but me naturally, I'm a person who likes to connect with people. So I want to have that conversation. I want to know why. Like, I ask them already every day. Like, how do you feel about mommy? That's what I ask them. Like, how do you feel about me? Is mommy spending enough time with you? Or is there something happening that I don't know about? Like, I ask those questions now while they're young. Mm-hmm. So when they get older, it's something that is regular. It's not going to be. It's regular, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Corey? For me, I mean, now I usually, I usually tell my kids, like, hey, any point in time, you can come and talk to me. We can have a legit conversation, even if it's about me. So, for me personally, I feel I can have a conversation about me that they don't like a lot easier. Just because at the end of the day, I would tell them the same thing: "Hey, say what you can say. Give me time to sit back and think about it, and I respond to you." Mm. Don't, don't, don't ever expect a. A response the right then and there because you might not like it. Let me think about it first. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. I think you guys are all making great points and and like I guess when I think about the uncomfortability of it, I that part goes so many different ways. Like I spoke to Corey about that before off off air. Just think about the uncomfortable conversations outside of friends and family that happen, workplace. Um, I anywhere in almost any situation, things can get uncomfortable quickly mm-hmm. and kind of having those ways of how you deal with it works. Like, I mean, and, and this work is about friends friend and family, but I'm just saying, go ahead. Work. I was saying workplace, sexual abuse, domestic, domestic violence, the, all that. I feel like the workplace is, the workplace is going to be like a whole nother conversation. Cause I think with that, like that's a podcast in itself, like dealing with uncomfortable <laughs> situations in the workplace. No work, Lord. Work wise. I got that. I got that shit for days, boy. <laughs> like days, like microaggression, Crazy. like all that shit. Are like, you saying like the uncomfortable conversation with firing people? 
Like, hey, you gotta get the fuck up out of here. It's been real, but I, I think I need your badge. <laughs> Man, they were like, oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Who badge you taking? Badge, who jar? Who badge you taking? <laughs> I hope it ain't yours. Let me stop playing. <laughs> Boy, stop. Boy, stop. Watch when I start working, you gonna be like, "Oh, okay." My work etiquette is off the charts. Just to let you know. Hey, that's all I need in, in my life, man. Make sure we get to go. <laughs> I like to work on time. You know, go to work and you see him in the office sitting down, have a conversation with somebody. Just know what it is. <laughs> you don't want to have a conversation in my office. So many people be in my office. <laughs> right. <laughs> we we in the worst place to have a conversation at. People be sitting there like, yo. Mm-mm. In the conversation, though. <laughs> All the bingy shit. Damn, word, chief. What? <laughs> oh, oh, this is so funny. I will say, <laughs> this has been an amazing topic. Um, any of y'all yeah. got any last words for the people? Uh, be careful we're using electrical nipple clamp. It don't work out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing, just playing. <laughs> no, he wasn't. When the last time you used electrical nipple clamps? That's the question. He said, What? When the last time you used electrical nipple clamps? Never had them. Seen the video. Lies. Lies. The lies you tell. The lies. Yeah, last night, y'all. The, uh... <laughs> Hey man, sweat and electric electricity don't work out. <laughs> that electricity or water. Oh hey. <laughs> Go ahead, Manuel. You got anything for the people before we sign out? Uh yeah, just basically live life the way you feel you want to live it. The best. Yeah. Forget everyone else. Forget the parents. Forget <laughs> everyone. Just live your life. Enjoy it. Love who you love. And all is well. <laughs> all right, yeah. I think my I think my endings is is along, along the lines of the of, of that sentiment, but it's 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 having enough belief in yourself to understand how you feel matters. I think that that's one of the hard parts is that we're so used to making sure other people are comfortable mm-hmm. that it makes a conversation uncomfortable. So. Right. Think about taking that to heart, like in the sense of why am I worried that your comfort level is going to make me uncomfortable, right? I need to worry about myself and how we're going to be able to deal with certain things. So that's just my sign off. Like I said, again, I'm your boy, John Wayne Willis Jr. And it's been another episode of We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm just Manuela bringing in that feminine energy. All right, y'all, we out. Peace. Oh, wait, wait, there we go.